0: perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. This episode aired on my YouTube channel on the 19th of April 2021, and it was with Dr. Nabila Ismail. Nabila is a pharmacist and a travel blogger. We spoke in detail about why she chose the career path that she did and how she started her travel blog. In particular, we talked about why it was important to have a voice in the travel world from a South Asian perspective. All of that and much more in my talk with Nabila. Nabila, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. I am just snowed in. Um, but. Yeah, I'm having a good day.
0: For people who don't know who you are, uh, just explain a little bit about yourself.
1: I am a pharmacist and a travel blogger at of Travel. And um, yeah, I have a blog on solo travel and an Instagram and now a TikTok.
0: We'll come on to some of your work, your blogging and everything slightly a bit later. So where did the initial love for travel for you start then?
1: like, started really, really early. Um, I was in ninth grade so a freshman year of high school and i had a friend student come live with me for two weeks and she it was something really really foreign like even in my family and it was just something that we kind of stumbled upon um it was just being asked about at school all the time so i was like let me just sign up for this so i had a friend student come live with me for two weeks and then we had the opportunity to go live with them um the following spring And so I was able to do that. My parents let me go. And I saw Paris, France at the age of 14 with like, I think probably like 15 to 20 other students. And that's probably when I got the initial taste. And then when I got hooked, I would say is probably my freshman year of college after I think studying for that first year, I was in like a pretty rigorous program studying pre-pharmacy. And just felt like I wasn't being challenged enough or needed something different and so I booked a one-way flight to Madrid Spain to become an au pair and that was when I first took my first solo trip like really started to see that like the travel like thing could be possible in more ways than just like going abroad for two weeks to like stay in someone's house so that was probably when it all really started was like at the age of 18 and since then
0: I have like not stopped traveling. What was it like uh Going to Spain on your own for the first time and being an au pair as well. Uh, I assume that was a pretty challenging times or was it an enjoyable experience?
1: It was liberating, but it was also challenging in its own ways. I think um, moving into someone's home in a country where you don't know the culture, the language even, and... um, the children. Children can be difficult even if you do know them or if they're your own. But walking into someone's house, um, I was looking after three kids, um, six-year-old, five-year-old, and two-year-old. So they don't speak the language. I'm a stranger like infiltrating their house. So it was definitely an interesting experience, but it was also very educational in itself. I think I learned so much about the culture. I learned so much about the kids and how to take care of kids. It's not really something like you, you go to college first to like get an education and then you think about kids. But I was like, ah, uh, I'm going to go like take my summer and go look after kids, even though I wouldn't argue that that was something I wanted to do per se. Like I wasn't studying like anything in children's education or anything like that. But I think that experience showed me a way of like life and seeing the world that wouldn't have been possible for me otherwise, because I was a student, didn't really have a lot of money. Um, And so this provided me with a house, with food, but also like a real experience that I wanted, like learning about the culture firsthand. So it was so many things, but obviously it was a good experience because that's what led me to continue traveling.
0: Once you finish your time as an au pair, did you think moving back, To the states and studying to become a pharmacist was something that you're going to do was that something that you had envisioned
1: it was honestly a hard come down It, it really hit me hard when i came back because everything else seemed so mundane like doing this all by myself alone not knowing anyone else who had really done it in my friend group not something that my parents initially even agreed upon or understood it was so like I said, liberating and exciting and full of adventure and every day was new. But then when I came back, it seemed like everything was like resuming back to normal. It's almost like waking up from like a dream and like realizing that like nothing had changed and it was it was awful. So I went back to school because that's what I had signed up to do and I hadn't really figured out what I wanted to do instead or if that was possible. I like definitely went back into school, like really appreciative of that experience and like talking about it with my friends, but they never understood. So then I just fell back into the normal rhythm of things, but nothing really felt the same again. I was just clearly itching to get back. And like school was just like something I had to do um, in the meantime. But I think. I still haven't let it go that moment and that trip really has changed my life and what I want and how I view my life. But at the end of the day, I did finish school six years later. So it was something I definitely followed through. But whenever I had a pocket to travel, I definitely
0: capitalized on that moment. You've been to places like Africa to volunteer. Uh, Now, again, was this because, you know, the fact that you need to just get out there and experience life, as well as thinking about your education at the same time?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think I was just, I knew I had to get an education and I was already enrolled in the program. So I didn't know what else I wanted to do. So I finished that because I knew I wanted to graduate with something. But in the meantime, I definitely used every opportunity, whether it was capitalizing on my education. So like when I went to Africa, um, my last year of pharmacy school, you have to do clinical rotation. So I was like, if I have to do a rotation and I have to do it for free and it's unpaid, I'm going to do it where I wanna do it. So I was able to work with my university and my professors to like set up this program in Zimbabwe which is where I did my clinical rotations and then I was just very strategic after that like in terms of like how I traveled like I worked during the school year to pay for these trips and then in the summers and the winters and pretty much any time that there was more than like an a weekend off, I did whatever I could. So I smushed all my time off after that Zimbabwe rotation to travel afterwards and then work through the summer because I was already in Zimbabwe. So if I could spend three, four months afterwards, I would do that. Um and so that's how I made it work then. Like I didn't have, I guess, the guts or the courage to completely leave my education um, because it was still so new. But I don't know, now that we're living in the age with the virus and like everyone's
0: stuck at home,
1: I wish that I like had just taken a year off, a gap year between undergrad to pharmacy school, just to really explore and see the world.
0: A lot of the times when people go away at the age of 18, 19, 20, a lot of the time it's about partying, you know, seeing what they can do, how many shots they can take, things like that. When you are out in those types of place, again, uh, very remote to the the United States what made it for you?
1: I will say in the early few years I definitely had like the party and getting everything out but I definitely had a good balance I would say because of the opportunities I portrayed so I definitely think those experiences are great too um in moderation but um for Zimbabwe and all the other places that I went to where it was more of like about the authenticity and like learning about the culture The things that made it really, really whole and so special to me were probably like putting myself in like situations where like I was really truly living like a local. Like, so when I was in Zimbabwe, I lived on campus. So I was getting a real like University of Zimbabwe, like student, like experience. And it wasn't a study abroad program. So it made it a little bit different. Like I lived in like the same housing situation that everyone else did and I was really really like immersed in like the school and then I volunteered at the hospital so I was just like all the other students and then because of that and what I was doing I think I was able to really just meet locals and have special special like moments where I was like invited into their house learned how to make local cuisine like I didn't I guess go looking for like the touristy stuff like I really accepted where I was and what I wanted and like wanted to dive in, like asking all the questions, like learning the language or like really doing what the locals did. Um, But it really helped being able to volunteer because I was already in a position that like allowed me to explore that. Like I was put into that position because of the way I wanted to see it and because of school. So I think that's really, really important is like making connections with the locals and not always going where the tourists go. And that's what allows you to have these like
0: amazing moments. Meeting the people is, is what travel is about. And a lot of the time, a lot of writing will focus on the place itself, maybe the food. Uh, and as I've just mentioned, sometimes the, the bars and stuff, it's a balance because obviously when you're younger, you do want to experience. Uh, and I will say to myself, you know, when I when I was actually in my early 20s, when I first started traveling, all I wanted to do was, you know, when I went to New York, uh, I remember what I wanted to do was just go to a bar in New York or a club in New York. It was just because it was, you do at that age, don't you? But once I hit a certain point, uh, age i think it was like 25 26 it was like i sort of you know took it. it was It went out of my system how difficult was it obviously you still love traveling combining work and travel
1: it's really hard obviously i talk about why it's hard to come back but also i think it's really hard to keep it going if you come like from the u.s like the u.s i feel like it's probably has like the American dream where like it's really really difficult to like have a good mix like if anyone does it they're like definitely a unicorn like if they like don't go to university or they take a gap year or they move abroad like they're always considered the unicorn and like most people and the advice you get in college and high school is that you go work right after and so I definitely fell fell into that I mean when I graduated I have a lot of debt I went into school for seven years so I started working as a pharmacist. Um, For me, how I battled that, because I knew that I wanted to work, because I wanted to pay off my student debt, I decided to move across the country um, from New York to Los Angeles and drive my car out, making an experience in itself, putting myself in a new place. Although it's the same country, arguably they have different vibes and like different way of life, which after traveling i realized that i didn't want the workaholic culture which is very much seen in new york so i decided to go to los angeles sunny la by the beach where like people i feel like balance like life and work a little bit more or it's a lot easier to because the weather makes your mood like a little bit better um but this is also obviously very personal to me um So I went there and then I started working, um, as a pharmacist, um, which didn't really allow me to travel very much. So what I did was I worked seven days straight and then got three days off and I would use those three days to really explore my new home. Like California is a beautiful state where you can see so much. And so I fell into the domestic travel for a little bit and also trying to like, like my new home, like my new job, adjust to adulting. And then, um. I got a new role. So I am now working remotely. So hopefully that will change things or um, I don't know, maybe more flexible, Um, obviously when we're able to travel again. But I think the way things have changed during these last, uh, like this last year, um, people are realizing that like travel is like such a privilege and like something that they miss and really want to have incorporated into their life. So hopefully it'll change and I'll be able to balance them a little bit more
0: in the united states so you you said there when people leave university it's work and i think the quote well from what i've heard it's you live to work but let's just say in europe and uh, the uk uh, other places maybe maybe australia as well it's you work to live and so We're very fortunate here in the UK that we can get five to eight weeks sometimes, sometimes even 12 weeks vacation time. Now, I know in the States, you'd be lucky to get three days vacation time. What we had last year in 2020, where people have gone remote and potentially that will open the door for you to be permanently remote, maybe. And then you've got a bit of a work-life balance. You know, you can go to wherever in the world still work and enjoy your life a bit more you've got a pretty awesome blog now when you try and promote yourself as a a pharmacist who travels how important is it as well you being from a south asian background to promote that as well because there are obviously south asian travelers uh, but how hard is it to sort of Get your name out there and be noticed. I never really
1: included that in my identity when I was like starting my blog or anything. Like I really looked only like outwards, like either my job title or what I was doing and or like just like kind of other buckets to really define myself. And I really feel like I left the whole South Asian hard out for such a long time and it's only recently like come like I've realized that I need to be using that because it does make a difference like whether I realized it or not like until now like the places I travel how I travel what I do what people say um, definitely affects me because of my identity and I started to kind of see that people actually also notice that and that's when i really realized is like a lot of people are like how do you travel alone like while well, you're like a pakistani or like a muslim like how do you do that you're unmarried like where you go do you feel safe and like i've started to realize that and now i want to talk about it a little bit more because you're right there's no one else once that came into mind i realized that there's not that many people who are openly talking about it or identifying as south asian travelers Um, and so while I do have like the whole pharmacist thing as well, and like solo, I think really bringing in the South Asian has been, um, important because there's really no organizations or anyone even talking about it. There's even in brands and companies, the diversity and representation on the South Asian part is like missing and no one's talking about it. So I'm really happy that I was able to like meet you and like talk about it because you're right like this is really important so it's something new and i feel like more and more people will start talking about
0: i i definitely didn't talk about my roots and it's only maybe in the last couple of years where i have so i've written my uh, book hopefully comes out this year i spoke about the reason why i wanted to conquer the seven ones of the world and i talked about you know the pressures from family members to get married, because you know, from a, you might know from from an Asian household, uh, you're well. Twenty years ago, maybe it was you would arrange a marriage uh, for for your for your kids, and this is the path that you go through to you know get married, have kids, work a job. That's it. That's your life. And I broke away from that, and obviously, I, I came my era. It it changed so. We're talking maybe the mid 2000s. I think it started becoming more and more. Go find someone, and then you know you settle down and stuff. So you get kids these days. Lot, lot, lot. You see loads of Asian people now that they're not married at all. They're in their 30s. Some of them in their 40s. But that freedom didn't really exist, as you might know. Some of your family members will tell you. Uh, so for me, it was really important to open doors for other Asian people who wanted to travel and get into the industry because if they see me do it hopefully they can say things like okay I can do it as well you see so
1: notice that a lot of my followers are like South Asian and those are the questions they're asking and so that's what I want to deliver so I really want to answer a question that people are having and I definitely want to help out people who feel the same way because you bring up a valid point like I'm 26, but I feel like definitely the pressure of like having to get married and like also the reason why I probably went to like school and pharmacy school and like never like left was because of like this pressure and societal, like, like cultural norms that like I had pushed on to me. So I definitely feel like I can relate. And so that's what I want to give back. So I think our messaging is so important. That's why like, I feel like we're onto something together. Like we're doing something very similar.
0: In our culture as well, you only need one person to sort of literally say, "Oh, look, mom and dad, this this person's doing it," and all of a sudden, yes, you know, it's it's a bit like um I'm trying to think. Not what's her name? Priyanka. Is it Priyanka Chopra? She's the one in Bo- Hollywood and Bollywood. Um
1: Mary Nick Jonas.
0: Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So she started. I remember when she came into Bollywood. She was Miss World. She came into Bollywood, and then she moved across to to Hollywood. When girls go you know, mom, I want to be a, an actress, but I also want to go to Hollywood. They'll go, yes, you know, Priyanka Chopra's led the way. So I, I think that that's that's the example that I can say. So you need one role model really to sort of say, yeah, I, I can do it, you see. So it, it is really important in our, as I said to you, in our messages uh, that we give out to 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 people and using our platform.
1: No, yeah, that's really exciting. It's so true. You really just need one person.
0: Now, obviously you talked about Africa. Uh, any other places? I would say, let's just say, you felt as though was a another transformative moment.
1: When I went to Zimbabwe, I spent six weeks there volunteering, and that one was just amazing from like a learning perspective to like see healthcare in another country. But then um, I also continued traveling, so I went to Tanzania afterwards for three weeks, and that trip was so special because there was no travelers there um i was like the only one at this place at a hostel i stayed at i met three italian guys and we um they were just so so sweet and i spent like a lot of time traveling with them and i learned so much from them and then afterwards i went to cape town which i really can't let go of cape town like i would live there i spent six weeks there um i was running out of money from traveling so i planted myself in cape town and got a job at a hostel. And this hostel was so, so good to me. It was like a little family from people all over the world. The owner was from Denmark. The other people working for one were from Argentina and Brazil and didn't speak any English. Only spoke Portuguese. So I just like learned so much. I had a great time like running this hostel with them, learning about it, meeting people from all over the world. Um. But also just like kind of having a sense of like home for a little bit. Like when you're backpacking, you're traveling, you're always moving. So like six weeks is kind of a long time sometimes. So that trip was unreal. And I think I also mentioned that I moved to California. And while it's in the same country, that year and a half was very, very special because I think that was the start of my career. That was me really planting myself. But it was also the start of the pandemic and um just a whole lot of things so i had just a huge change from student life to that and so those trips have been really really big in kind of transforming the way i want to live my life and um, the kind of like work-life balance so honestly all of my trips are really really special but those are probably the ones that stick out the most
0: as a female did the safety aspect come into your mind thinking you know am i going to be Safe whilst I travel solo?
1: You know, I always think about safety when I travel. Like, I'm a solo female, like you said, traveling, and like anything can happen to anyone. But there's just a lot of information out there that everyone needs to be careful, especially female. And just that females in general are specific, like, you can't go alone. And I definitely thought about that. I mean, I. I think that's also why I got a job there. It was because then I would learn from people like where it's safe to go and where it's not. I had a home base. I knew like there was people there. So I definitely take into consideration a lot of those things. Um And working in a hospital, I definitely heard stories like every other person was either like affected by like crime or like being like pickpocketed or something like that. And I was not, I like luckily was not, I think you just have to take precautions no matter where you go and be aware and not invincible like no one's invincible but you have to like at least know the area like this is why I like learning about the country and learning about the history like read the room and like understand where you are like i think is so important so some like tips that i took into place i think were like super helpful like I didn't go anywhere alone at night because I knew like people told me not to do that and I heard stories so then I didn't feel comfortable so I did not I didn't bring a single purse with me on uh, in Cape Town I didn't have a purse I only brought what I needed and I put it in the fanny pack or my pocket and I never took my phone out at night if I was like going with people I would just leave it because that was something that was always being stolen so I think Just really asking people and getting a better feel for things. I know the news can be scary and things like that, but I definitely don't want people to be deterred from going to a place. I think once you arrive, do your research um, firsthand rather than hearing from other people who may have never even been to the country. So it was definitely a concern, but nothing that I would like ever change about that trip.
0: I think misconception is a, a key thing so a lot of people so females anyway wouldn't tra- wouldn't like to travel solo potentially because of the fear until i always say to people until you've gone and experienced it you can't really comment and i think that's where again your your blogs is is a platform for you to tell people no this is what i've done i've noticed now you can't just have one you know aspect of if you want to make it into the travel world. let's just say blogging is one thing you now have to do photography you now have to do a bit of editing you know videography Uh, i guess jack of all trades and i think this is something that a lot of bloggers talk about now so it's evolved since it first started so 10 years ago even about seven eight years ago when it really took off Where do you see blogging going then? Because obviously your blog has done really well. Where do you see it going in the next couple of years?
1: I feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel inundated by and overwhelmed by all of the new platforms, everything. Like now videos are everything. And if you're not on the video game, then you're like 20 steps behind. And so I think you can't always keep up and do everything. I think for me, I found that like, to do what's past, like what I like, like sticking to what makes me happy because it is so easy to get caught up in everything and then not enjoy what you're doing anymore. So I genuinely like writing and blogs aren't like dead yet. And like, they're definitely changing. And a lot of people prefer like quick videos, but I think, um, they'll always kind of be there. And for me, it's more also like for me like writing is great if someone could take away something else for me but i find it therapeutic and i love going back to my own blogs and reading them and like re- being reminded of all everything that i've done and so the blogging sphere is definitely changing you definitely have to keep up with so many different things and you have to be versatile and like being able to adapt and i think my blog will always be my main part but i've definitely have taken on more like like i said now I'm on tiktok because videos are everything and like um, photography, so it can be hard um, if you only stick to your one thing. I think maybe prioritizing one of them that really brings you joy and that you genuinely like, because that's what you like, and then picking up bits and pieces so you do get seen by brands
0: and other uh, other audiences. I think sometimes if you spread yourself too thin, so you're on all the platforms going, that can be sometimes difficult. So, for example, this what I do, I stuck to YouTube and i've concentrated on youtube at the end of the day what you need to think to yourself is what is your main goal why are you doing this you know what's your reasoning behind putting this blog out what's your reasoning behind traveling and by the way one thing i've realized traveling over the last 10 15 years i know a lot of bloggers will say they're experts you know they've been there 5 10 times whatever uh, but it still doesn't make you an expert like a local who has lived there for 30 years all their whole life so that's one thing so multimedia uh having a bit of a mindset in where you're going the vision is very very important
1: i agree i like that you said you need to have your why because that is so important that's the reason why you're doing it after all so once you lose sight of that that's when like either the quality suffers or you kind of like start to lose the passion for it like you have to always have your why
0: so I love that you said that there's a lot of stuff on social media and people live you know in squares almost and not saying all social media stuff I mean I'm on there but I don't I don't I'm not posting um regularly you know there's going to be a time where people are sick of it where do you go next so that's why I was trying to say to you the why is so important why are you doing this and what's your actual goal and that's why a lot of also a lot of blogs fail as well for after a couple of years because people give up and it's tough to be consistent i think so um yes yeah, so that's the reason why i mentioned it outside of work travel what is have you got anything that you like to sort of stick to uh routine wise do you read books movies friends socializing with friends and stuff
1: well i have been actively trying to read a lot more i think um now that I'm not in school, I can read for, like, pleasure. And I have actually made a goal to read four books per month Um, in, like, a variety of different things. I think I really enjoy reading, so it's kind of nice to get back into that. And because I can't travel right now, I am also really wanting to, like, become close to fluent in Spanish. Like, that is something, holding back, and back from, like, when I went to Spain, I still want to carry that out, and Spanish has been, like, Something that I've been really, really like passionate and interested in learning. So I have a Spanish tutor. So I meet with him online um, two to three times a week. Um, I'm actually really frustrated on how slowly like it's going for me because I feel like it sh- I should know it by now after like traveling to a lot of Spanish-speaking countries. So. I really want to focus on languages
0: and reading. When I left university, same thing. I hated reading. I love reading for pleasure now. It's like one of the things I like to do to get away. And it's kind of funny, isn't it? When you you don't really want to. <laughs> but I guess it's, it's the aspect of reading becomes a chore, doesn't it? But now it is pleasure. What about in terms of aspirations for future? Now, do you see yourself writing a book maybe?
1: You know, I don't know if... I have that in me. I think I definitely want to keep an active presence, but I don't want it to be like my only thing. I'm very interested in so many different things. So I love to keep that going. Like I love the health field. Um, and now maybe there's a way to bridge health and travel together since it has kind of been more prevalent these days. But I really enjoy travel writing and that's something I've taken on a little bit more. Um, I've tried to write a book so many times and maybe I will try again. I think you mentioned that your book is coming out soon and it's taken you a while. So maybe that's just, I have to be doing it long enough for it to finally come to fruition, but that's definitely a plan I have. Um, I also just really want to move abroad at some point once I haven't decided where, but I don't know. I feel like there's a calling to really uproot my life again and see something different and really immerse myself again, but long-term
0: one thing i've just thought of just then is when people i guess start a, a blog or starting off in anything that's got i guess no money involved what you need to do is so at the end of the day you need to put food on the table if if there is let's just say the pharmacy is your job your full time profession but you're able to actively travel at the same time uh, have the the blog i did it you know have it on the site you're going to go through seven days worth of work before it pays off it's a slow burn unfortunately it's not going to be a quick fix you know here i come next day you know i'm making you know i'm rolling it in it it really does take time and and again the ones that last The longest are the ones that have put in the work, you see. And if if you don't do that, unfortunately, uh, as I said to you, a lot of people just give up. And and you don't have to necessarily you know do blogging or, or or writing or anything. There's loads of digital nomads out there. You know, as you said, that your your job has become remote. You know, lots of offices have gone remote and stuff. So you can you know if you want to if you want to work in sales, you know, work in sales, you know, nine to five and enjoy yeah enjoy the the surroundings afterwards. So you don't necessarily have to be a a blogger these days to. enjoy life really so thank you for coming on i really appreciate your time
1: first of all thank you for having me it was such a great conversation and yeah it's so nice that we're able to connect from two parts
0: like different parts of the world um but have some similarities amazing thank you very much again and i'll speak to you very soon you can follow my guests on all of their social media platforms the details are in the description That's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time, bye for now.